Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to the Daily Dive Weekend Edition. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and every week I explore the top stories making waves in the news and some that are just plain interesting. I'll connect you with the journalists and the people who know the story and bring you news without the noise so you can make an informed decision. You can catch a new episode of The Daily Dive every Monday through Friday, and it's ready when you wake up. On the weekend edition, I'll be bringing you some of the best stories from the week. Now is the time to start looking for deals this holiday season, Black Friday leading into Cyber Monday. With inflation still battering Americans, many price-conscious consumers are buying less gifts and donating less to charity. But retailers, on the other hand, are looking to move products with sales and promotions. To talk about some apps for you deal hunters out there, products to look out for, and scams to be wary of, we'll speak to Mark Saltzman, host of the Tech It Out podcast. Obviously, you know, uh, it's it was a tougher year for many for all the reasons that you've uh, mentioned, higher prices across the board. And uh, so th- for those who still want to purchase gifts, whether it's the same uh, number of gifts uh, or if you're going to scale back either in uh, like with whom you're going to give to or the amount you're going to spend per gift, there is uh, a lot of um, pressure on retailers if they want to move inventory to to make these deals as aggressive as they can. Within reason, of course, they're not going to take a loss. But uh, there's been a lot of challenges this year, supply chain issues uh, among one of them. So yeah, there's a, a lot of, from what I've seen so far, some some pretty impressive things that you can get, especially in the tech world, yeah. which is uh, you know my my scene. That uh, if you are going to you know if you have if you have earmarked some budget to buying some things for loved ones or yourself, then uh, yeah, this is going to be the weekend to do it. Last year, shoppers spent nearly $20 billion online between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So, you know, we'll see how those numbers reflect this time around. But really, that's kind of the spot to be is just buying stuff online versus way back in the day, right? We've talked about it before too, Mark, with the doorbusters and people waiting outside. There's always going to be that element, but uh, man, largely everything has moved online. And yeah. specifically, uh, you know, one of the articles that you wrote up at USA Today was looking at how to find these deals with apps, some browser extensions really a smart ways to kind of focus where you're looking at. So let's talk about some of those. Yeah. So if you're going to shop, then you might as well get the best possible price you can. And in some cases, even earn cash back on your purchases. So I did look at a handful of solutions, be they apps, websites, or browser extensions. So Flip is one of my favorites. It's basically aggregates all those uh, circulars, those paper ads that we typically get uh, to our doorstep every week, but it digitizes them all and then highlights the best deals near you. So this is more of a retail thing 
So you type in your zip code or you let your phone identify your location and then it'll show you. And Or even if you type in something that you want, like, I don't know, Samsung TV, it'll show you who's got the best deal near you and it can automatically apply coupons. It holds all your loyalty or rewards cards that you can flash at the uh, checkout at the cashier. And, and again, it's a, a way of, of uh, organizing all of those flyers and, or circulars that are near you. Another app that I go to actually all, all year round is Slick Deals, which is a community of millions of real people, shoppers, who all find the best deals and then they vote on it. It gets vetted by the community. Like some will say, actually, this expired, so forget that. Or, oh, this is only in this state and not in that state. So by just sort of like, you know, safety in numbers here, they vet the best deals, which then can graduate to the front page of Slick Deals. And that way, you know, hey, this is like a fire sale. Like, yeah. yes, take advantage of this. And then they offer ways of stacking it up. They'll say, oh, if you, you know, use this card on this, then you're going to get this back. Or if you find, here's a coupon code to get another 10% off. And then you may even get cash back. So like other platforms like Rakuten and, you know, Ibotta and all that, they, they're, Slick Deals also lets, gives you a percentage back of that purchase. You know, it's an affiliate link thing where, right. you know, the, the percentage varies. But, hey, if you're going to shop anyways at these retailers, sure. you might as well earn some cash back in and, the form of uh, gift cards or, yeah, and, a and deposit a, to your bank. And that's a cool one because uh, you might be able to find a deal that was unexpected, right? Especially if it's kind of community voted. Maybe some, like you said, some hot item that you just weren't, wasn't on your radar. Boom. Yeah. Maybe maybe you found it and it's like, that, that you know, that's the thing that's going to pull it all through for you. So that, that's a cool one that people vote on and, and that they do vet it, right? <laughs> if it's going to make it to the front page and all that, they've gone and through to make sure it's, it that's, actually works. Yeah, that's the important part because you, you might get excited about what you think is a sale and only <laughs> to find out that it's not, not yeah. valid or it's in person only, not online. So that's a good uh, feature to have. It's just, oh, the, the way it's built, just having the whole community. And then also, by the way, you can sign up for deal alerts. So if you have your eye on something, again, I'm a techie, so I'll just give an example of like a drone, then you can uh, say like it's too much now, but if it drops, you know, to this point, I'll buy it. So it's called a deal alert. So the community, if they deem it a great discount, you'll be notified through email that it's on sale. So even if it's not for this Black Friday, if you, you know, uh, heading into the holidays, you can definitely identify what you're interested right. in. Ibotta was another one of those uh, sites where you can get on there and uh, you can get paid back a, a percentage of what you're buying with, you know, affiliated retailers. They'll yep. give you that, in a, you know, PayPal or gift cards, some cool ones to look out for there. Marco, you did uh, give us a, a couple of actual items that you could be on the lookout for if you're in the market for it. As I mentioned, right, as retailers are trying to move some product, the tech stuff is actually one of the key things that they're really putting up on sale. So you had a few things, uh, a Fire HD, a Kids Edition, a 10-inch screen kind of thing that, with a, yeah. that comes with like a tougher case and everything. You know the kids are always dropping it. Some really uh, fun ones there that, if, <laughs> like I said, if you're in the market for these are really good deals. Yeah, for sure. So the ones that I'm going to share now are at the very least 33% off. Some are much higher than that. So you mentioned a couple of Amazon items. So why don't we start with that? The Echo Dot smart speaker, the fifth gen one, which is a larger, uh, larger one. It's only $40 instead of 60. If you want to get a smart screen, not just a smart speaker, then 32, uh, 33% off also is the Amazon Echo Show 15. It's down to under 170 instead of over 250. And that's a 15-inch smart display where, again, you use your voice to activate Alexa. But now you see information given to you. 
not just hearing it. And this is something that you want to put in like a highly trafficked area of your home, like a kitchen to help keep the family organized. You can leave virtual sticky notes to one another, synchronize oh, your cool. calendars. You can access recipes, stream your favorite TV shows while you're cooking, control your smart home, look at photos of, you know, the kids and, and pets in a slideshow. So that's the Amazon Echo 15. Uh, and that's uh, the show 15. And that's one of Oprah's top 2022 picks, by the way. Walmart, <laughs> on the other hand, has 40% off on a laptop instead of 650 down to 350 And it's an HP 15-inch uh, full HD laptop. If you have the budget for a gaming desktop, not a laptop, there's a sale on a Dell Alienware Aurora R13 instead of 1949 So just shy of two grand, it's down to 1199 Wow, that's So that's good. a huge discount, right? TVs, LG 55-inch TV, 996 instead of 1600 That's their B2 series. And then one more is just a pair of wireless earbuds. I mean, iPods, Apple products rarely go on sale, but comparable in quality is the Samsung Galaxy Buds 2, true, uh, true wireless earbuds for 89 instead of 150 So that's uh, $60 off. You also mentioned the kids edition of the Fire HD tablet. The the HD 10 is is 50% off. So it's 55 bucks instead of 110. So if you're looking for a durable 10-inch tablet for kids, maybe to yeah. uh, keep in the backseat during a Thanksgiving uh, long weekend road trip to reduce the are we there yet from the backseat, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a really good price. Plus, you'll also get a year of Amazon free time unlimited as well, which is a great service. And, you know, with all of this, right, we're, we're talking about some great deals, some way to find those deals on apps and, and some browser extensions and all that. Obviously, this is also prime time for scammers, unfortunately, preying on yep. people. So you got to watch out, you know, um, suspicious links. Don't click on those things. Uh, there are... Uh, fault, you know, uh, bad browser extensions. The ones that Mark mentioned, you know, are are are, are cool. But there's uh, other places too that you might, uh, you know, be getting phishing scams. People just getting into your system. Um, uh, th those are all some things to watch out for. Yeah. A hundred percent. I know we got to wrap up, but one big thing happening right now because it is the shopping season is a phony text or email that says, "Hey, we tried to deliver something to you, but uh, we th there was nobody home. If you want it, just fill this out." And it looks like it's from. FedEx or UPS, but in fact, they are stealing your uh, information for identity theft purposes. So watch out for that scam. Very popular this time of year. And I've heard uh, from cybersecurity experts that it's really big over the last couple of weeks already, and people are falling for it. That's such a tough one, especially with, I mean, everybody's just getting inundated with uh, texts yeah, exactly. right now. I mean, I know we just came off of the, the midterm elections and every single day I was getting multiple texts of things. Um, and, and then on top of that, right, just the other faulty texts that you might be getting. It's it's so hard to kind of navigate that landscape right now. And uh, yeah, they look so legit. Yeah. And ironically, they'll say, hey, we detected a problem on your computer. Click here to fix it. And you think like, ironically, you're you're actually, you know, being protected by your software. But it's in fact, those bad actors out there. Well, I hope everybody has a great weekend, obviously. And uh, you you find that great deal that you were looking for. Mark Saltzman, tech columnist at USA Today, a bunch of other outlets, host of the Tech It Out podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally for this week, Beyond Meat, the plant-based meat company, is struggling, and it's causing some worries throughout the meat alternative industry. The company has struggled to manage growth amid slumping sales. Among some of the setbacks, the company has tried to rush out new products only to miss out on deadlines and disappoint customers. For more on the tough times at Beyond Meat, we'll speak to Jesse Newman, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Beyond uh, has been in business since 2009, and they have really helped to totally redefine this category of meat substitutes. Um, you know, they took what were what was sort of a, a veggie burger business and uh, really helped revolutionize that business along with their main rival, Impossible. Um, and they were, you know, they were, there was a lot of excitement over this company um, when they had their public market debut in 2019, soared to a valuation above $10 billion that year. Um, and now they're really struggling. And, you know, the, the list of their problems is pretty long. Um, they are losing a lot of money each quarter. They're, they've got over a billion dollars of debt. Their sales are dropping. They're losing market share stock price has just plunged. Uh, you know, they're losing a lot of executives for one reason or another. Most recently, they're, you know, they had a, a COO who made international headlines when he was arrested for biting a person's nose. Right, I remember that. They've just had, you know, they've just laid off uh, about close to 25% of their staff. So they're they're really, and, and as you mentioned, you know, all of this comes as they're, they're sort of dealing with like botched product launches and um, up real operational challenges and struggles uh, commercializing their their products. Now, off the top of this, do we think that this is a problem with this company specifically, or has the public maybe soured a little bit on these meat alternatives? You know, during throughout the pandemic, 
people were at home a lot. They were uh, shopping a, a lot in different ways. And, and, and we had heard that, you know, so a lot of these companies beyond and, and, and impossible even were doing really good with sales. But as things started to kind of return to normal, all that stuff started to drop off. So do we do we think that, uh, you know, I know we're focusing on this company specifically, but are we seeing that in the broader market for these meat alternative companies? Yeah, so there's definitely a category or a problem for the category. So, you know, the entire category is seeing um, is seeing a slowdown in demand. So, you know, we know that grocery sales of plant-based meat substitutes are are declining. Um, and that is true, you know, across the category, almost across the category. And there's certainly there are other companies that have scaled back their investments in meat substitutes. That's true of JBS, that's true of a company a Canadian company called Maple Leaf Foods. So it is an issue for the category as a whole, especially uh, especially with inflation. But beyond problems are more significant. And again, that is clear from the sales data. So at, at grocery, um, sales of plant-based, of alternative meat, um, is down beyond, you know, beyond sales are dropping much faster than the categories and there's something foundational that's happening there. At the same time, you know, if you're looking at the same, um, the same time frame, sales are increasing for its main rival, Impossible. Yeah. And that's part of the reason, you know, that Beyond is losing market share. Let's talk a little bit about some of the new products that they've got on board. So in the past year, the company has tested or introduced nine products at restaurants. They began offering six new products in stores in the U.S. But they, as I mentioned earlier, they had a couple of setbacks and a couple of, uh, you know, missed timelines with some of these. Uh, Beyond Jerky was a joint venture with PepsiCo. That faced a rocky introduction. Their chicken tender line, even their, their dinner sausages all suffered a little bit. Tell us about some of those. Yeah, I mean, the turkey might might be a good one to focus on just because it's a pretty recent product. Um, you know, the problem there, as described by current and for, former employees to me, is really one that happens, you know, again and again and again. And it, and it um, shows this, this challenge, this disconnect between Beyond's team, what they call their innovation team, and their commercialization team. So the, the, the group that comes up with new products and then the group that is tasked with producing them at scale in factories. And, you know, what, what tends to happen um, or has happened time and time again is that the folks, you know, on their innovation side, they will come up with these new products. You know, they, they're, they're made in small quantities by hand in Beyond's research laboratories. Um, and then, you know, Beyond will get excited about these pro- uh, products and will show them to customers and customers will get excited about them. And this is all before they really know how to produce that food in large scale in factories. And so there are then real challenges in scaling that up because, you know, it's just obviously producing thousands of pounds of something right. in a factory setting. It's very different than what you do in, in a lab. And so um, a lot of that commercialization process has seen, has been challenged. And that was true with jerky. Um, and, it, it wound up being a very uh, expensive venture for for Beyond. Um, you know, they really struggled to sort of recreate that early prototype that they had that the innovation team had made in their in their research laboratories, and then um, and then it was hard to produce it at scale in plants. And ultimately, they wound up producing the jerky in in multiple facilities across across multiple states. And that was a very expensive proposition and they've been losing money on it. Yeah, Beyond said in its November earnings call that the jerky project 
reduced their gross profit by $6 million in the most recent quarter. You know, so that's a, a huge hit uh, right there. Tell me a little bit about their founder and CEO, Ethan Brown, and kind of the part that he plays in this. Because as you mentioned, right, uh, we're coming up with some great ideas in the lab. We're getting really excited about it. We're going to start pumping it out there. And, you know, he's been, the, the, some of the employees there said, you know, he's kind of hard to push back on when he starts getting really excited about certain things. So tell me the, the, some of the part that he plays in all this. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk to or a lot of the former current and former employees that we spoke to, you know, a lot of people have a lot of admiration for Mr. Brown. I mean, they, you know, he, he came up with this like really bold vision over a decade ago to build meat from plants and then put together a company dedicated to this idea. And, you know, people, people say he's really engaging and really charismatic. And, you know, they, they really praise him for sort of taking on uh, the global meat industry. At the same time, they say, you know, that as the company grew, um, you know, Mr. Brown had a harder time running its day-to-day operations. And they say that, you know, he really uh, struggled when it came to sticking to priorities for the company. Um, and that he, you know, tended to switch gears frequently and sort of reroute the efforts of his teams. And then that could be, you know, that could be a very challenging environment. Um, and yeah, many of them described him as, as someone who, you know, was difficult to push back on and, you know, didn't want to hear anything contrary. Um, you know, I should say that beyond strongly disagrees with this characterization, um, you know, so they, uh, you know, the company had pointed out to me that that they have a very robust planning process and clear priorities and, you know, talked about how they operate from a three-year strategic vision and an annual plan that informs the work that they do. And they say, look, you know, not everyone, not everyone is well-suited to the pace and intensity of how we operate. Um, but, you know, what we do produces great results and they point to all the products that they've introduced in restaurants and, and at retail in the last year. Um, and, you know, I, I'll also say that, you know, the company put me in touch with multiple executives who work for Mr. Brown who say that they've had a really different experience than the one than the one that, you know, people I talk to um, were describing. So this is, you know, there's obviously different perspectives about his, uh, on his leadership um, between, you know, the company and the people that uh, that they put forward um, and that, you know, that, that reached out on his behalf and, and others, others there who are at the company or work there. Well, we'll see what happens, uh, you know, with this company. As I mentioned, one of the major players, them and Impossible, and I know there's a bunch of others that are coming online, but when you really think of these meat alternatives, you kind of tend to think of those two first. And, you know, it's it's just uh, this case right now where the sales are slumping. We'll see if they can rebound. They moved into a big new facility in Los Angeles. I'm sure that's not cheap either. They're also, uh, you know, starting to uh, have problems with staffing there as well as a lot of other companies. So we'll see. We'll continue to follow this company along this journey here. Jesse Newman, reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's it for this weekend. Be sure to check out The Daily Dive every Monday through Friday. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on Twitter and Daily Dive Podcast on Facebook. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow The Daily Dive on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This episode of The Daily Dive has been engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this was your Daily Dive Weekend Edition. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith 
You remember me from such TV comedies as that 70s show and that 90s show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.